Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. If you want to be the first to know when we drop new episodes, subscribe to us on the iTunes store. Here's the show. What are we doing for an intro this week, boys? We never plan those. <laughs> we just do them. <laughs> <laughs> We're just Welcome that's <laughs> naturally funny. Three, two, one, intro. <laughs> All right, guys. Be funny on three. One, two, three. Airplane food. <laughs> should we? Should we go? <laughs> Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. I'm Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and I am your chunklet chunk cookie. <laughs> and I am David Bleese, and I am your humblest of hunks at your service. Well, uh, no sense in wasting any time because there's just so much meat to really talk about here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump right in. This week we're talking about Green Lantern. And this podcast is only an hour long, so from here on we're going to be calling this movie Grantern. Grantern. So we're talking about so we're talking about Grantern starring Rob Reynolds and Blively. <laughs> Reynolds and Blively in this Grantern movie. Uh, so to. Talk a little more about Grantern. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to Doge for a synopsis. Okay. The movie opens with a voiceover detailing the history of the Lantern Corps. From there, we meet Hal Jordan, ace fighter pilot who's a bit of a jerk. And a bad boy. And a bad boy. You can tell because he wears a James Dean-style leather jacket. <laughs> um, Hal is chosen by the ring, worn by a dying alien. Hal is chosen to be protector of the sector of the galaxy containing Earth. Uh, throughout the course of this movie, Hal learns that fear is not the opposite of will, um, but he needs to be courageous. And then when he is courageous, he will have the power to use his green ring to save the world. We also get a villain, and I don't remember his Hector Hammond. Mm, Hector. Um, 
he does the autopsy on the purple alien, gets some yellow goo on him, and turns into like maybe the grossest looking movie character that I have ever seen in my two and a half decades of life. Yeah. It was hard to watch. Yeah, yeah it was very not, gross. He's not, he's and he would, just, very he would just smile at yep. you. Yeah. <laughs> the grossest thing for me was that there is still facial hair. Yeah, it, it was, was a gross so little sick. mustache. You know what it looked like to me? The first scene where he <laughs> rolled on the swivelly chair, he looked like Ben Stiller at the end of Dodgeball. <laughs> where he was like, <laughs> freaking Chuck Norris. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's Grantern for Grantern. you. That's Grantern. So let's let's uh let's uh fly through this movie. Uh <laughs> Green Lantern flying joke <laughs> to start it off. Uh, you get it? So we start with the intro to the Green Lantern Corp and uh and the history of how they started. Mm-hmm. And then and uh I'm going to go ahead and dump right off the bat which is uh, this entire movie and and including the opening scene, they kind of just spoon feed you. Here's yeah. what yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Here, like they just tell you the bad guy. Yeah. As yeah. if like in this huge billion year history of the Green Lantern Corps, they're like, we're going to zone in on one bad guy. One guy. Yeah. Um, but he's the most baddest guy. <laughs> and wink, wink, <laughs> you might see him later. I yeah. also would love to talk about how terrible Parallax looked when he was frozen in ice. Yeah. He looked awful i think parallax in general looked awful i agree for the most part his teeth scared me enough to where i didn't like seeing him on screen (laughs) but in the frozen in the ice when the green lanterns find him at the beginning of the movie those aren't green lanterns yeah those are just random space space faring aliens those are playstation 2 level cgi aliens that just fall into some ice where then parallax says you're afraid and I'm going to go ahead and blow your mind right now. Parallax? Mm-hmm. Mr. Krabs from Spongebob. Are you really? dead serious? What? Are you dead serious? Me? Mr. Krabs from Spongebob Super is Parallax. <laughs> and that's mine. Uh, but I, all I'm saying is in the ice, in a movie full of really bad looking CGI in a lot of places, he in the ice is, I think, the worst looking CGI of the movie. I don't know. That's a that's a tall order in yeah. this movie. It, it really is so bad <laughs> well, in the ice. And let, let's talk about because the CGI is just terrible everywhere. Let's even talk about the logic that they they lock him up in the ice with Green Lantern type glass, keeping his arms or tentacles yeah, yeah, yeah. frozen. Yeah. And three people or aliens fall into a hole. He consumes them because of their fear, and with three people's fear. He's able to escape. Like that's all yeah. that was holding him. Well, he Seems was just like real he hungry. He ate the whole thing. Well, and okay, <laughs> was that enough for him to break free? Like, did they do such a terrible job of keeping him back that they were like, if anybody comes in and is afraid, <laughs> we start all over. Here's well, my answer to that question. Apparently, <laughs> Mike. Okay, I'm gonna skip like way forward, almost as far forward forward as I can skip and still be in this movie. Hal defeats Parallax. Whoa! Spoilers. By <laughs> sorry, by tricking, by tricking him into going into the sun. Right. right? Yes. So we're supposed to believe that Hal just thought of that right there, and Abin Sur, who's like the Granternest Grantern of all time, 
didn't consider that. Well, technically, Hal didn't think of that just then. It was Kilowog when he created the or Sinestro when he created the sun. I think it was Kilowog. Was it Kilowog? Yeah. When he created the sun on uh, Oa, yeah, was like yeah. the bigger they are, the harder gravity pulls on yeah, them. That and so the, in that moment, he mm-hmm. was like, he was like, oh, remembering we have a big old sun. But here's the thing: How does Parallax, who's been in the galaxy? for eternity because they're yeah. immortals how does he not know like ooh, <laughs> yeah right i'm not going near that sun boy like you kidding yeah. me he's a hungry 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 space Hippo. devil snail well and they treat him like he's the the t-rex in jurassic park like he's gonna yeah. be like light yeah. <laughs> where it's like he's an immortal that was on the council the jedi yeah, yeah. council of tall people yeah. <laughs> and he's not gonna realize that oh he's clearly trying to trap me yeah or get me to chase him i think yeah, uh, that makes sense. I don't know. So let's go back to the beginning. <laughs> we're, we're introduced to Parallax. Uh, he breaks free, which shows us that that's what this movie's going to be about. And then yeah. we... Eh, uh, you know, back down to Earth. It was and, almost the Super Mario theme song, <laughs> just, by the way. <laughs> uh, and then we see uh, Hal Jordan. And Hal Jordan is uh, late as usual. Typical Hal. (laughs) Typical bad boy. Throws on his leather jacket. He's late to this dog fight. Throws little, you know, quirky, uh, likable lines to uh, to get us just to get a little bit of deer. Again, I don't want to reuse the same thing twice, but you could practically hear him going every time he said something. I then that did not work for me in this movie. I spent this no. whole movie being like, Hal Jordan, you absolutely insufferable, pompous jerk. <laughs> well, I feel like they they, they just said, um, hey, Ryan, um, <laughs> just go. Just be funny. Do your thing. Which, is that act? <laughs> that, that may actually be what they did. Uh, this I'm going to go ahead and, and give my super dump right now to oh, this. Oh, no. This movie uh, was about halfway done shooting by the time that they even got a script together. Um, how does that happen who knows like <laughs> that does not seem like i mean it me, makes sense watching me, the movie but i, mean, I just don't we understand record our podcast we write out every single thing we're gonna say yeah, before we even like push this, record yeah and this like this and, and this, this and this and this and this and this, and this. Yep, right on. Yeah, good, it took up a lot of space on our script page but no for real uh and i do want to give a uh, special thank you to colton kingston he wrote he wrote us in at two chunks and a hunk at gmail.com um that was also his dump was that this movie had no script um and so they kind of were just, I guess, like, maybe like, hey, we'll wing it. We'll figure it out. And honestly, what may have happened is that there's kind of a notorious rumor around Hollywood that much of Iron Man 1 was filmed without a script. Hmm. Um, that John Favreau was just like, okay, here's the direction we're going. Robert Downey Jr., Jeff Bridges, make it happen. And it- the fact that that movie came together is not because it had no script, but in spite of the fact that it had no script. Yeah. And I almost wonder if DC was just like, so that's literal. That's the magic sauce. So like, literal. We, stir that in the bucket. We have to make this our Iron Man. Yeah. I can't imagine that Iron Man did that, but maybe. I mean, RDJ is a freaking yeah, incredible he is actor. the and, most charming person well, in the world. I think it would make sense that both the movie and the suit were built in a cave with a box of scraps. A box of scraps. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so let's go back. He he's late to this dog fight, and they are uh, going to be in a virtual. I, mean, I guess virtual, but just a a safe dog fight to test out these new AI fighter jets that are just as good as humans, except uh, no no mistakes. And uh, and Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds are the two best pilots, and so they are commissioned to fight these AIs and essentially lose. Right, but. 
I mean, right off the bat, and I, I, I get, I get, you can say this in a lot of movies, but in no way are we ever thinking that this no. is going to be a failure. Like yeah. we know he's going to come in and just <laughs> well, rule the and day. And Hal basically is like, I don't lose things, <laughs> I win them. Yeah. So I will win. Well, and one of my one of my dumps in this scene is: Have they seen planes fly? <laughs> Yeah. Because you see what the planes were doing? They yeah. they acted like fighter jets from Star Wars. I know. It was like X-wings. It was they were going no 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 and I'm like, have they seen planes? To be fair though, they can't. I'm sure we're about to get a tweet or anymore where somebody's like, uh, obviously you're not familiar with the X45 fighter jet. Uh, the, the same person that uh, angrily tweeted us about Stanley Trains the last podcast. <laughs> if you like, by the way, oh, there you go again. Looked it up. Not a thing. Oh no, no. Stanley Trains hey, does not exist. If you are real into planes, trains, and or automobiles, this is probably not the podcast, podcast for you, or at least not for fact checking. No way. Just li- we know about movies, and that's it. Honda. That's a car. <laughs> Uh, well, and one of the things for me, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say it now, actually it might be my super dumb for this movie. It is <laughs> <laughs> really think about it. Yeah. <laughs> my super dumb for this movie is that there's absolutely no characterization. There's no character development. I feel like every character is given one scene that totally encompasses them as a character yes. and they just refer to that scene. Yes. They're like, remember how Hal is like this like irresponsible person because <laughs> he was late. He's late for <laughs> yeah. stuff. I see that. Remember when he over like, why did I, why, the whole movie, he's like, why did the ring choose me? Because it's supposed to choose people that Aren't don't have fear. <laughs> he's constantly saying, they're supposed to be fearless, and that's not me. And they're like, how? It shows you because you can overcome fear. Remember the planes? <laughs> and that's all. That's all we get. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- there was an attempt at a deeper backstory with his dad and like implanting that fear in him from a young age. And I say attempt because it was an attempt. It wasn't successful, but there was an attempt. And I, I see what they were trying to do. It was just like they were like, is that good? That's good enough. That's enough. And they just made odes to it the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah. how? Spitting image of his father. How? Always late. <laughs> just <laughs> resting on the on the influence of his father. Like, they just kind of just made little elbow <clears throat> elbow nods to us the whole movie. I really Gosh. thought his nephew was going to come back into play at some point in the movie. He didn't. Yeah. Not even once. Nope. I don't know what it, I think it was just to show us like, hey, hey he's not all bad. He's a bad boy, but he loves children. <laughs> like, I, I, I just remember finishing the movie and being like, where, where's his family? Yeah. You should probably tell them. Did, did they even explain who those people were in the kitchen? He goes in the kitchen and they're like, siblings. that's his brothers. Both it, of his brothers? Yeah. yeah. When did they say that? They did. Exactly. <laughs> They so were just, this, this I movie. know that they're his brothers. I don't so, know that. So I looked on the IMDb. <laughs> the way that the way that story should work is in Act One, you introduce things, and you have to think of it as like this is a brick that your audience or your reader, your watcher, has to put in his backpack, and he's got to carry around. And so, w- w- ideally, what you want to do is put the bricks in the backpack in Act One, and then in Act Three, go. This is this brick. This is what this brick is for. This is what this brick is for, and reward audience investment. This movie front loads our backpacks with a thousand bricks and then pulls maybe four of them out at the yeah, end. Yeah. So we're left going, where's his nephew? Where's his family? What is happening in this yeah. movie? Yeah, they don't tie a bow on anything. Yeah. Well, and, and let me go ahead and just get this out in the open. Despite all the flaws, and I see them. I do. And I also dislike them and, and am prepared to heftily dump upon many. I really enjoyed this movie. Boo! That is so unbelievable to I me. I really did. And, and uh, a big part of it is because 
Well, gosh darn it, Ryan Reynolds is just so charming. I can't even help myself. No, I can't even help myself. I did not even he think in this even movie. Help myself. He's charming in this movie. I don't think he was no. that charming. Oh, 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 oh disagree. <laughs> can't even help myself. I in this movie uh, no. like. It, they tried so hard to make us sympathize with Ryan Reynolds. Like, Blake Lively, the scene when they're on the balcony outside her office, she's like, you've been given everything, and you threw it all away. Like, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, exactly. <laughs> like, what a ungrateful just stands butt. up and just... <laughs> Blake Lively, you're speaking my language. But my favorite part of that scene before we move on is that she says what... I was, and I assume all of us were thinking in that moment, which is, can you go ahead and take that mask off? Yeah. <laughs> the mask is terrible. Okay, yeah, the mask is terrible. That's my super pump, which shows you how much I didn't like this the movie. The mask is your... No, oh, no, 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 no. What? <laughs> I'm like, the, the uh, CGI was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like where she she completely smashes years of comic book disguises where she's like, you really think that I can't, I don't yeah. know it's how because yeah. of, I can't see your cheekbones. I'll yes, pump on that. that was I very funny. That. I laughed. See, I, I like that they at least acknowledge that as like, okay, in real life, that wouldn't really be a disguise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's like, we grew up together. <laughs> and it goes against the logic of this protects your identity because you're like, from who? How? People yeah. that don't already know you? <laughs> like, there's no way that it, it protects your identity. Yeah. So I think that was a, that was a, a, that is so a, funny. a funny scene. But but I, I will continually dump on the mask because on, on a costume that is truly one of the worst costumes I've seen, yes. the mask is the the poo cherry on top. Well, and here's the I thing. I think the, so worst thing, the worst thing is the high collar. Because the way that they the like the high collar on his suit, they haven't tracked it well with his neck, yeah. so his like neck moves underneath it, and it just stays right. It here. should be a deep, deep, deep V neck, <laughs> just like a vest but open. <laughs> he should dress like Aladdin. I'm not. I'm not that mad at the suit. I mean, it's pretty bad. But to me, even if the suit was CGI and you gave him a cool mask, I think I'd be fine with it. The mask is so bad. And here's my biggest pump for the mask. They had the opportunity to do something that no superhero movie did, I don't think, before them, which is have white eyes. I know. know. Every Batman movie, Robin movie, they all went for the realistic, it's your actual eyes underneath. And they said, we're going to do a CGI, which is going to give us white eyes, what every comic book has done. His eyes were like glowing white. And they kept pupils. Okay. And they changed the color. Yeah, why was his eyes go like bright blue? I don't know. And eyes are one of the hardest things to create. On a computer. DC Super- and blue eyes, man. Superman Returns, oh, yeah. It's so true. And so it looked so... It, it, it didn't even really look did. like his eyes were were able to look at things. I, I genuinely believe that this movie would have been received a lot better if the suit was a physical suit that Ryan Reynolds put on his body. Yeah. I really do think that would have eliminated, not all by any means, yeah. but a lot of the complaints of just like, it's a ridiculous looking... I think if he... Because then we could have been like... There is virtually no story and no conflict, but at least the suit looks cool. He looks dope. Which yeah. is most DC movies. <laughs> which, if yeah. that suit that he had on was not CG, but was a fit, it would have looked, I there think were it would have times, looked awesome. There were some times when the suit really worked for me. And I think it was when he wasn't like actively using his yeah. power, but when he was like, it was like wider shots and you could see, okay, it's green and black, like Hal Jordan's suit in the yeah. comics. But then it gets like, it looks like lettuce whenever I he's also, using his ring power. Gosh, I really want to talk about, I know we're jumping around, but the scene when he shows up to check on Carol, it's the scene she finds out that he's Green Lantern. Green Lantern. When he flies up, her entire room turns green <laughs> as though he's real close. Yeah. And then the green goes away as though he like flew by the window. And then he flies up. 
yeah. from in front of the window. <laughs> yeah. The direction of the light, the brightness of the... Because his suit is not that bright at any other point. I know. Everything about it makes no sense. Yeah, let's back up. <laughs> yeah, uh, gosh, we have to get through the plot of this that's movie. That's true. That's a good point. Um, he, he goes... So he he goes up into space during the AI fight scene, yep. uh-huh. uh, like Iron Man one, where yep. they lose the power and he's able to then fall, you know, kill the the AIs for the for the test, yeah. and come out victorious. And everybody's mad. Everybody's mad at him because he because wasn't he supposed to so do. Good. Not supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he goes into his uh, to his nephew's birthday party. Yeah. His who we found out today were brothers um, and sister-in-law and sister-in-law are mad at him because did you notice that every time the news is playing, it's always playing the story that we just came out of. Mm-hmm. And it's always about how <clears throat> always well, and every TV's on the news and what news news story would be able to coverage to or have coverage to a top secret of secret planes <laughs> aircraft dog fight. Yeah. Like what have I seen that on the news? <laughs> Goodness gracious. So there's top secret, terrible military uh, equipment that could uh, successfully win wars for America forever and shouldn't be shown to anybody failed today. We got footage. And I think Story we, we've talked about it in other movies, but this one, even to a, to an nth degree, is written for the audience, not yes. for the actual yes. characters. Nothing happens unless a camera's pointed there. Which is why that every time there's a TV on, it's like, breaking news, that Remember scene what you just, just saw. Happened. And I think that even contributes to make Hal more unlikable, because the impression that we get watching this movie is that the entire world is about Hal. Yeah. yeah. Hal is what's called in fiction a Mary Sue, which he exists only as audience wish fulfillment. Of like, Hal... Oh, he's good at everything and he doesn't really do anything wrong and he's the best human in the world <laughs> and he saves the whole galaxy just because he believes in himself. But he doesn't fly. I mean, he's late. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Never mind. He's not a Mary Sue. He's totally relatable. And right before we we get to him leaving the nephew's party, we uh Abansur, is that yep. his name? Yeah. That is the purple alien Jango Fett. Jango Fett from Star Wars. <laughs> and Moana's dad from Moana. Really? It really yep. is. Interesting. And uh he he dies. He's the one that that enslaved Parallax yeah, and the one that realizes that he's been set free yep. and he says, I can't get him twice. Uh, <laughs> he outruns him on the spaceship. Somehow he goes into hyperdrive. Why? Okay. Yeah. Why does a Green Lantern have a spaceship? Uh, I actually have the answer to that question through uh, Google. Wait, really? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's because they don't want to use the energy in their ring just for oh, flight travel. they got to recharge it. Just bring the lantern. It. No, see, Jordan, no, 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 no. <laughs> Clearly, you're not a Green okay. Lantern. It's like a car charger. <laughs> I, I will say, I'm not as familiar with Green Lantern in the comics. Do they have to recharge their lanterns? Like, do they, everyone's going to be like, got to rejuice my lantern back on Oa. I don't think so. Or their lantern is just Because limitless. it says that the, la- the lanterns receive their power from the planet of Oa's... Yeah energy source so it's like wireless charging yeah essentially. <laughs> it's bluetooth yeah okay um green tooth so uh abansor uh realizes it's parallax and then he delivers the line which i was like uh here we go again he narrates what he's doing yeah for us he's here like i'm dying i'm going to the planet earth and i'm starting the selection process for my i'm having trouble <laughs> breathing in and out i have a big hole in my yeah. left shoulder and i feel like I the audience are like thanks <laughs> thanks Abbott, sir <laughs> And so when when Hal's leaving his party, he gets sucked up by a green sphere. Naturally. And that gets is taken. the worst effect. Yeah, it, that looks so... It's just basically Ryan Reynolds like, what? 
Okay. I have an observation. This movie was 2011, right? Yeah. Yes. That is the same year that the first Planet of the Apes came out. Not the first first, but like the first recent one with James Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Where Caesar looks like a real monkey. But to be fair, Caesar never gets teleported in a glowing green orb across multiple miles. But to be fair, Caesar did not exist at all in real life. And Ryan Reynolds does. Are you saying Andy Serkis isn't real? Yes. (laughs) Andy Serkis is played by me in a mocap suit. Anytime you see Andy Serkis, I'm in the back bedroom of my house with ping pong balls on a gray morph suit. Andy Serkis doesn't exist. Andy Serkis is CGI. Uh, let's spread it. Let's spread the rumor. Yeah. Well, tweet it. My, tweet it. My biggest, my biggest thing in this, in this green sphere, is this is alien technology, right? And it has the power to pick him up wherever he is on Earth and sure. take him to the spaceship, and then it just throws him in a puddle. Yeah. <laughs> just to be from, a jerk. Also, from up, pretty high. <laughs> But this alien technology t- takes him from wherever he is on Earth, picks him up, takes him to the spaceship, and then could have just as easily like placed him, mm, but then yeah. they're like, nah. They needed to teach him a lesson, though. Throw him in the puddle. Because who among us hasn't fallen in a puddle from a spaceship? We have to be able to relate to Hal Jordan. It's true. Well, and he was probably late to the meeting. Am I right, my guys? <laughs> um, so then uh, we, we are introduced... To that's how and how becoming the Green Lantern, well, the Grand Turn, the Grand Turn. He gets the, the ring. It says do, uh, he says uh, put it before the lantern, say the oath. Taika Waititi comes to pick him up, yep. and then Taika Waititi has nothing to do in this movie. Um, like he has no point in being in this movie. I mean, yeah, absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and he's so incredible in real life. Yeah, I feel like the only reason he took this movie is the same reason that we would take this movie. Where if if someone offered a Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds movie do you want to be in it we'd be like uh, uh yes sure. absolutely I think, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like, he's just okay a, great we have no script how comfortable are you with improvising and we'd be like ooh, <laughs> I don't know for those of you who don't know Ta- uh, Taika Waititi is the director of Thor Ragnarok and he's we'll incredible um, but he was in this movie and just I mean I know it's the writing but it was bad yeah or the lack of writing where he just where he where Fair. when he shows him the costume and he goes like oh you're a superhero don't they always get the girl? Yeah, yeah that was that the was worst bad. thing in the world. And actually, actually, that's that's going to be a pretty big dump for me is the telegraphing in that moment of just like, I'm aware I'm in a superhero movie. <laughs> yeah. It's me, Taika Waititi, well, and, and I'm, I'm here to spell out the plot for the <laughs> remainder of the movie for you. Again, that makes Hal so unlikable because it's like, <sighs> oh, your friends think you're so cool. Like... Yeah. I I just hate how oh, I felt like that movie. was the opposite. Really? I felt like that was him being like being like you can't be a superhero because superheroes always get the girl. No way. It, I just I think me, that's absolutely what the subtext of that scene was, though. I think yeah. I thought it was a I thought it was a funny nod to like, ha, you're a superhero, but wait, don't they always get the girl? And you and you haven't, but, so you can't be a superhero. But to be fair, did we ever think he wasn't going to get the girl at the well, end? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't cast Ryan Reynolds, and I mean, I'm I'm struggling watching the movie, not falling in love. He's about to get the boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get the chunk. <laughs> Well, and uh, Ryan Reynolds, let, get at me. You can tweet at me at, <laughs> at jordanwonders on twitter.com. It's a website. At http colon backslash backslash www.twitter.com backslash http. dot com. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about. 
uh, white, uh, man, now, now I can't say his name. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. And we talked about <laughs> his terrible line of don't they always get the girl, yeah. which transitions beautifully into talking about Blake Lively. 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 So here's, here, here's my thing. Okay. Call on me. <laughs> David. Um, you can tell the writing is so bad in this movie because these two incredible actors <laughs> who got married in real life because of their actual chemistry in this movie <laughs> have no chemistry. had no chemistry in this movie yeah that's true <laughs> what yeah like yeah. i feel well, like they, if i mean you, they danced in a bar if you're going to bank something on this movie bank it on the fact that what i went into it going these the chemistry has to be so freaking electric that they got married like and now he, have a kid together like the amazing spider-man Yes, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone aren't even married. Well, but they're they, actually broke up. Now. They, yeah, right. But they were dating at the time. This is 2013. <laughs> they were dating. Yeah, we're recording this. We've had these in the tank for a while. It's taken a long time to edit. Um, <laughs> uh, so don't tell me who wins American Idol this year. Um, but yeah, like they had so much chemistry and they were dating, and it translated well. And that's probably my uh, yeah. favorite part of those movies, which yeah. otherwise I don't really care for. Um, I like them. Uh, we'll get there. We'll talk about it <laughs> later. Um, but this movie, they, like, it was like they had not met each other. Yes. Yeah. And well, I, maybe they hadn't up until that point. And I was watching this with my wife, and Blake Lively, in two separate scenes, gave one of the cringiest, fakest yes. laughs yes. I've ever heard. <laughs> and she goes, This is before Blake Lively really became a great actress. And I looked, No. Nope. She had done some great things before this movie. And I don't know what happened, but no. he was like, can I ask you a question? Am I responsible? And she was like, the laugh was like the fish from SpongeBob. The surfer from SpongeBob. Hey, wait. Is there a SpongeBob Green Lantern crossover confirmed? Sponge Lantern. Sprantern. Sprantern starring Brian Spranolds and Blake Sprant Bob Lant Pants. So is is this dancing bar scene that is after he gets trained on Oa? Is that correct? No, because no, he, he has he the ring, but he accidentally uses yet. his power so against uses, those guys. Okay, so he goes outside out, of that. He bar. goes outside the bar, and the people uh, that got laid off because of his you know irresponsible stunt. Yeah, you know, he's so irresponsible. Yeah, um, winning. And uh, they come up, they start beating him up, and then which also let's he has like a foot on them. Yeah. Yeah, but there's three guys. Yeah. And here's here's my confusion. He takes like a a, a fistful of rocks. Is yeah. that what he does? Yeah. And then does he try and throw I them? I he was going to throw the rocks. I was confused because I remember seeing that in the trailer and being like, oh, that was cool. Like it's a giant fist. But then I saw the scene and I was like, was he trying to punch them? From like 15 feet yeah. away? Yeah. I don't understand that. Or was yeah. he trying That's to... That's actually one of my dumps is that whole fight Or was scene. he trying to throw a, throw a bunch of pebbles as if that would do anything either? Yeah. Except maybe like, you jerk. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think he was hoping that they would be like, ow, and they'd be gone when they turned around. And then he, I mean, at least severely maims them by throwing them into cars. Yeah, yeah he dead. punches that guy through a brick wall and, and the wall collapses on top of him. Yeah, he's probably dead. But yeah, that scene for me. That's a dump for you. That's definitely a dump for oh, me. Oh, dump for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sure. was awful. Which which uh one one of my super pump and I'll I'll save it for when we get there, but my super pump actually has to do with the execution of the powers in this movie. Yeah. Um but not in that scene at all. I will definitely mm. dump on like that first outside the bar fight yeah. scene. Now, I'm not sure how he gets to planet Oa. I can't oh, really remember. Oh, it's that exact same green bubble. Yeah, they they like call it, all the lanterns and he just like got it. So he goes up to Oa 
and um, he the first scene he goes in Oa, he kind of just oh no, it's the shirtless the scene. Examination. Yeah. Thank God we have a shirtless scene in this movie to yeah. save the day. Those David. Pecs. <laughs> David. Let's let's kick it into the Peck cast right now. We're gonna we're gonna switch over into our side podcast called Pecks or it didn't happen. David, yep. if you'll go ahead and take <laughs> us through that. <laughs> he had a really a really great frame, uh, but honestly, I felt like he he didn't really work legs enough for me. He was a little me. chicken leggy, you know. That, yeah, he that, was. That's just that's just one thing for me. It was one of my many comments I have about the body, but we'll get there later. All right, this has been Pecks or it didn't happen. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes. I got my phone. Um. Then he sees himself in the mirror, has that little scene where he looks all cool. And then uh, probably the the best voice actor in this movie comes in to save the day, which is the fish. Mr. Krabs. No, no. <laughs> the fish guy. That's Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. Who's that? Barbosa. Uh, Barbosa. Barbosa, the guy oh. from King's Speech. Yeah. He's good. That, um, this cast is stacked. The cast is very Tim stacked. Tim Robbins is in this movie. Who's that? He's, uh, isn't he Carol's dad? Mm-hmm. Or no, he's, he's Hector's, wait. I get them. I get those two characters mixed up. Yeah. Same. Which one is Carol's dad? Carol's dad is not the senator. Is Hector's dad? I'm sure that's who you're talking about. Then yeah, that's yeah. Tim Robbins. Um, but he's on Oa, and the fish guy kind of becomes his mentor, mm-hmm. and he's like really nice, and you kind of love him. You're like, man, this guy's so so this is intellectual. Like, this is like 45 and, minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. at, at this point, I'm like, okay, finally our story can start. Well, and, and I feel like that would that would be the time to say, hey, there's been this incredible threat of parallax. Let me explain who parallax is. That would make more sense than at the very beginning of the movie being like, welcome to the Queen Lantern's corpse. Yeah, We've yeah, existed yeah. for four billion years. And then a Parallax once, and you're yeah. like, why are they talking about Parallax? Yeah, yeah. Clearly, he's going to be the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. no. When they could have just said that at 45 minutes in and then explained, here's who he is. We should no. be as confused as hell for the first half of this movie. Yeah. Like, it should be just a regular movie about a really cool fighter pilot who doesn't do anything wrong, who we all totally love, <laughs> and the news is always about him, until one day a purple alien crash lands and yeah. calls to him. When I feel like another thing that this movie does, which we realize don't need to be done in movies... Like, for example, Guardians of the Galaxy. That movie just started. Yeah. It didn't yeah. give us a 10-minute prologue talking about, here's the galaxies that exist, and here's what Earth is is called. It's called Xandar. Yeah. And, there's, and it's like, let's just go through the movie. Let's get introduced to the characters, understand who they are, and then slowly introduce the world around them. It'd be like if Harry Potter started, and it was like, the wizarding world Magic has existed for 4,000 yeah. years. Well, something that those movies do, and I think it's part of why people like them so much, is those movies treat their audience as though they are able and have the ability yeah. to fill in the blanks. Well, and themselves. your audience wants to do that. Yeah, no, like completely. You go into a movie wanting to invest in the story, and it felt like this movie the whole time was like, it's a comic book, we're sorry. Like, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird, sorry. See, I actually feel the opposite. Really? I feel like it was never a... Po- and that's actually one of the reasons that I found the movie so likable is that I felt like it was very unapologetically comic booky, but almost cared too much about catching people up to understand. I don't feel like it ever once was... Apologize like, for being a comic book. Yeah, I don't feel like it ever was like, oh, we know this is dorky, just deal with the dorky stuff for a minute. I feel like it leaned hardcore into the, like, this is weird and you're just going to deal with it. They just they just wanted to treat Which us I, like we're stupid. I, I feel like it was more just like... Ooh, we don't know if you're ready for alien names, so let's just go ahead and spell the whole thing out. And that's where the problem comes from for me. But honestly, I actually really appreciated the fact that this movie, to me at least, felt like it was like, all right, three, two, one, take off, and it's going to get weird. Like, this movie's going to be very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I just disagree. But anyway, uh, he gets gets taken to Oa. Um, They explain how the the, uh, ring works and how 
it's only as capped as your ability to create and uh, think in your mind. Yeah. Yes. Is that a pump or is that? That's actually, that is actually uh, my super pump for this movie. Really? Yeah. Uh, Well, it's it's honestly my favorite thing about Green Lantern as a character anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that his creativity is like what makes him one of the best Green Lanterns is because he thinks so like quick on his feet and outside the box. And the best example, this moment of the movie encapsulates my super pump is uh, in the fight scene with Hector later on down the road. Um, when um, someone, I believe it's Hector's father, is thrown. And to keep him from hitting the ground hard, he creates just water. Oh, no, that's Amanda Waller. Amanda oh, Waller. is it Waller? Yeah, yeah. that's a cool yeah. scene. She's, she's falling, and yeah, he, that just, was sweet. he just creates water underneath her, and she splashes, and just once she reaches the yeah. bottom, the water's just gone. Yeah. That was very and cool. In that moment, I like I sat up on the couch. I was like, that was dope. Yeah. I love that. And to me, yeah. that's one of the things I love about Green Lantern and kind of this movie is like he's using a chain gun and he's using, you know, airplanes as like a pod racer at the end, essentially. Yeah. And he like yeah. his creativity and the creativity of like the different powers, even though technically it is another giant fist punch that saves the day. Like yeah. the pa- the powers, I think, are so cool in this movie. I felt like they could have done way better at being creative yeah. you know like he does the swords and yeah. i was like okay that's a cool way to start human. off yeah but then they just do swords for like that entire fight scene and you're like right. did yeah. they not think of anything and else I, to do and i think that they could have been created uh, and i mean if you want to go that route then one of my dumps is actually that i don't think there was enough time with him as green lantern in the movie no yeah. way that's and good, so that's because point. of that i don't think there was enough time to show off more powers but the powers that we got i really liked mm. yeah i thought that fight scene with sinestro was pretty cool which one? Whenever yeah, the Sinestro, training Sinestro, Sinestro training was like scene, yeah. essentially After just Kilowog. mirroring his constructs and being like, hey, it's not your constructs. It's your fault that you're not yeah. good at this. Yeah. Well, and before he meets Sinestro, he meets Kilowag, who yeah. is his, his supposed to be his trainer, I combat loved, trainer. I loved Kilowag. That's a pump Kilowag was so good. <laughs> I loved Kilowag so much. Tell me why. Because he looked awesome and it was yeah. Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. He's great. He's yeah. a great voice. Um, I, uh, I was a little bit confused because he trains him for like, Five minutes. Yeah, he took a and long then, lunch break on Oa, and then was like, "I can't be a lantern." And then, at, <laughs> and then at the end, he was like, "Can I train him? Or can I train him?" And we're like, "You didn't train him. <laughs> you didn't train you him at all. Him because you're a jerk. Isn't that your job? Are you not the trainer of the Granterns?" And and when I was first watching, I was like, "Oh, maybe it's just a very short montage of a very long time." No, he he no. went back to Earth like that day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that and again, that's just to me. I was just like, "How you buffoon!" Like you had this magic power for like three hours, and we're just like, "I can't do it. It's too hard. I'm gonna go back to Earth, where everything's always about me." Well, and if they had dug into his character a little more, that honestly could have been really cool. That he gave up after not being good at something for two seconds because yeah. he's not used to that. Yeah, but instead, like, it was just like, "I'm done." And if, then Blively was like, "Don't be," and he was like, "You're right." I feel like the emotional arc for him should have been similar to Doctor Strange's emotional arc mm. where he was like I am the very best at everything everything's always about me now I'm awful at everything yeah. now I'm awful the thing that I held on to yeah. I no longer have which yeah. I recognize is not really Hal in the comic like Hal in the comics is a little bit of like I'm good at everything yeah no he's kind of a cocky jerk yeah 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 well, when I think uh, it's just hard again, to sympathize with that character. A pump for this movie, and it happens in all DC movies. I think Ryan Reynolds was a great cast. I agree. He, yeah. he I mean, if you know how Jordan in the comics, 
Ryan Reynolds is a great Hal Jordan. Yeah, he is. And he's got that kind of humor, that kind of wit, that kind of... He's a jerk, but so likable mm-hmm. and like heart of gold kind of situation. Because there's two funny people in the Justice League, and it's Flash mm-hmm. and Green Lantern. And they're the ones that are witty and funny. And... But Aquaman's funny too now. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. We'll get there. Jeez. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but, so we're talking about Green Lantern in, in Oa. Yeah. He quits. I felt like the the emotional heartbeat for this movie should be, and I don't know a whole lot about Hal Jordan, but from what I've seen in Hal Jordan in the comics and in animated films and stuff like that, is he is desperately, or he is just so afraid to fail. Yeah. yeah. And that is why he quits. Yeah. And that is why he doesn't want to be a lantern is because he... He doesn't it, want to be bad at something. And they they nod to the responsibility part. Yeah. I think they're trying not to be too much like Spider-Man, and so they're trying not to talk about it too much. But... In, in reality, that is what he can't handle. Is yeah. I can't take this responsibility because what if I fail? Yeah. Yeah. I felt like we didn't really get that. We felt, I know we didn't. We, we, I agree. The, the big emotional heartbeat was, uh, wait, I don't know what it was. What was it? Uh, don't be afraid. I'm afraid, but what was he afraid yeah. of? Like exactly. the big thing was like, well, we never really saw him react out of fear to anything other than yeah. in the spiraling airplane where he had well, the, and he, like the if he's so afraid, dad. there wasn't even a moment where like, if the big thing is like, he's afraid, why was he not ever tempted by yellow power? Yeah. Why was well, he not ever like, I'm so afraid I could just give into it and act out of fear and weaponize fear and I could be a yellow lantern. I do I do think that a lot of that is because they were setting this up to have at least one, if not multiple sequels. And, and by the after credits with Sinestro and the Yellow Ring, I think that yeah. was pretty obvious where they were planning on going with it. Um, and, and honestly, it's probably a good thing that they never got to make a sequel. But <laughs> I would say, yeah. Well, I mean, for me... I feel like a lot of these movies we've been talking about that we don't like, it's like, ooh, there was so much hope in certain parts. Yeah. If they mm-hmm. just changed some things, I feel like they needed to change everything. Like yeah. we just need to start with a different bad guy, a different yeah. plot, a just, different a different chemistry, different writing. Like it was yeah. just all bad. Well like, we need to do a different movie. I will say the one thing that wasn't bad that I'm gonna give my super pump to is pump it. Mark Strong's Sinestro. Yeah. yeah he's I, great absolutely loved Sinestro in this movie. It's to the point where like I was watching this and I was like, what if Hal Jordan was not in this movie and this was a Sinestro movie and Sinestro was just leading the Lantern Corps trying to, trying to kill Parallax. Yeah. And I well, would have loved that. First of all, Sinestro is a dope character, but yes. also Mark yeah. Strong just rules. Yes. And he just rules. And for a movie that was pretty terrible in the CGI, he looked great as he Sinestro. Looked he looked awesome. just he like Sinestro. Dude, yeah. Sinestro. In the end credit scene when he puts on that yellow that yeah. yellow ring, that is the only time I was like, man, I wish this movie was just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Or a little bit more about Sinestro. Or a little <laughs> bit more about Sinestro versus well, Hal. And what, I feel like it kind of falls victim to the same thing that Superman Returns did in a sense of, it could have been a much better movie, I think, without the core focus of this giant giant main villain and if instead it focused on building up and then tearing apart the relationship of Green Lantern and Sinestro because in the comics Sinestro is a mentor figure to Hal until he's no longer that and then they hate each other and it's this very emotionally charged um, kind of rivalry between these two people and if that had been the core of the movie add in the the storyline of Sinestro chasing that fear that yellow power yeah and then it could even end with the decision of you know when they break apart is sinestro saying 
join me. I have yeah. another yellow ring for you. Like we, 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 it's not evil. Like fear isn't evil. Yeah. Listen to me and how being like, no, that I can't should give be the fear. Movie. Yeah. And I, and I really think you keep the same cast. Yeah. You keep the same. Also, by the way, soundtrack, which I really enjoyed. Oh my gosh. I hated this soundtrack. Cool. I thought it was <laughs> terrible. I liked the soundtrack. Um, I thought it was fun, but I think that would have been a pretty decent movie. Yeah. I felt like if we spent this entire movie talking about Hal and discovering the ring yeah. and all of its powers and him as a character yeah. and having exactly what you're saying, Sinestro be the mentor that maybe we kind of see a little bit of evil in like, Ooh, well, I don't if, know about that. If Hal's yeah. afraid the whole movie and then Sinestro sees that fear and is like, Hal, I did this because I want to help you own your fear. Yeah. And then Hal can say, I don't want to own my fear. I want to conquer my fear. Yeah. And then, oh, then you have That'd that head to head action. If, and even if like, yeah, that's good. dare I say it, even if it wasn't an origin story, like we just opened the movie and it's space cop adventure buddies, Hal Jordan and Sinestro yeah. Purple Man adventuring all across the galaxy doing cool Green Lantern stuff. And, and, and I and get they, this was the they time. They crash of- into parallax. Like that would they, be dope. They awaken parallax on accident, and even in the, it could be by their fighting or yeah. something. But I, I think this movie came out at the time when like origin stories were the in thing. Like that's what yeah. you did. Well, Your Batman first Begins movie had just come out yeah. a couple years ago. And uh, no, it, the Dark Knight had just come out. Well, you know, but, but I'm saying that because I was reading, and uh, who's the director in this movie? I don't I even remember, remember his name. I, I did not recognize he, his name. He tried to get this movie. Uh, launched in 2000. Oh yeah, I did hear that. And they, in the the response from the from Warner Brothers was, "Can you make it without the ring?" And he was like, "No." What? what? That, that that's Warner Brothers. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, well, Kevin Smith was originally asked to really? have this project. Really? Yeah. And so no. he uh, <laughs> he got so discouraged, backed off the project, and then Batman Begins came out, and he said, "Okay, I'm, I'm ready to pitch it again." No, knowing that superhero movies can be good yeah. this really did feel like a very early 2000 like it it tonally felt like Fantastic x-men Four. one yeah. or two yeah for it, me for me honestly it felt like a high school project fan-made movie <laughs> made on the iMovie app and they were just had really good connections with ryan reynolds and blake lively like that's how bet when the warner brothers sign came up and it was like green little flares everywhere. I was like, that looks like an iMovie effect. Yeah. That looks yeah. like a, a cover art on iMovie. It did. Yeah. <laughs> 100% it totally it did. did. Um, but so let's talk. Uh, one, one, one of the scenes that I think is the first time Hal uses his powers to save people. Yeah. Where um, he makes the race car. Where he makes the race car. I, I Which liked, I loved. Okay. I, I liked the idea of that and I liked that they nodded to that when he was in his nephew's room yeah. Yeah. and he flung the little uh, Hot Wheels car on the loop uh-huh. and it was like, ooh, that's coming back. Uh-huh. I liked that. Um, but let's let's talk about that scene because that's the first scene that Hector uh, realizes he has some sort of power. Right before that yeah. is when he looks in the mirror and has those yellow, yellow yeah. eyes. Maybe we should back up and talk about Hector for a second because he was exposed to the alien, the same alien that Hal was exposed to, but yet he but he got, reached inside the wound. Is that what he did? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he okay, got maybe some I parallax that. goo on him. Yeah. So then Parallax also was... looks like a moldy walnut. Was Parallax, <laughs> like, controlling him? Or was he, like, a slave of Parallax? Him, I think he was using him as, like, a messenger, essentially. I was confused by Hector. that because, yeah. because Parallax was like kill the lantern and oh, you're like yeah. why does he need him no let's be very clear it, it makes no sense at all no. i'm not saying like oh this is what's happening and i i'm just saying yeah, like, yeah. i think this yeah, what they were what trying they're... to go for is like yeah. he's like a harbinger like he's like beware parallax is coming except that never happens and also there's no need for that yeah, yeah. there's no need for him it's just like 
I mean, and to be fair, Parallax didn't intentionally possess him. He was just infected. But at the same time, what's the point? Yeah, I, I don't know. And then we get the really late in the movie reveal that it's like, oh, he's loved Blake Lively this Forever. whole time. <laughs> yeah. And Wait. Like, yeah, that's in this movie. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is. Remember, he was like, I can never be you, Hal. I can never be you, so Hal. So I'm going to make her like me. She'll always choose you over me. <laughs> Dude, and- I genuinely did not realize that's what he was saying. Yeah. yeah, it's so dumb. And then we get to that point, and it's just like, of <laughs> course. So it's like, hey, main <laughs> character, main character, you're so hot and cool. She'll always love you more than she loves me. And we're supposed to be like, no way, a main character should get her because he's hot and cool. <laughs> I realize- <laughs> That is a genuine problem that most people would have be like you're so hot and i want her to like me yeah, yeah it was I, so dumb i did realize that he was jealous of hal yeah i did not realize that it was because he had loved it's because of carol, carol. it's because they didn't show that yeah other than that creepy scene where he was like so i got to cut up this dead alien which i can't tell you about but it was very cool and i had he was purple and i stuck my hand in the wound on him and i got some green gooey stuff on my finger and then his dad thinks what is he doing? He's going to give us away. And he literally goes, as though he <laughs> yeah. was a vampire exposed to sunlight. I hated him so much. God. Which like, is funny because he's actually a killer actor. Not in this. And well, prior it's to his so head getting bad. big, I thought he was actually pretty good at playing like a convincing like dweeb. Yeah, I thought so too. Oh Especially his like, gosh. everything he says was just kind of over enunciated almost like he was john malkovich well and my thing was again i felt like every character was so one-dimensional yes it was like oh how's he responsible because remember that scene where he was being irresponsible remember the scene and- where he wrapped his nephew's <laughs> birthday present with newspaper what an irresponsible hot cool guy and then with hector it was like even high school kids pick on this high school teacher <laughs> Well, it's like, yeah. explain Hector. He's a, a very intellectual uh, scientist who is feeling overlooked and belittled by his dad. Because remember the scene where he was overlooked and belittled by his dad? Yeah. And also he teaches That's him. high school biology. Yes. So there's that. Yeah. Maybe it was college. Was also, it high school? No, it was definitely, yeah, it was high, definitely school. high school. He was wearing a letter jacket. And <laughs> also, he says, and I hate this, class dismissed. Yeah. And mm, super super dumb. <laughs> I've been to like school before, and I've never actually heard someone say class that, dismissed. I've in never my put that together life. until right now. That is such a staple of movies. Teacher always like class dismissed next week. Study your notes. We have a test. Never has I've never ever heard happened. Class dismissed in my you life. You know what would happen? Hey hey hey! The bell does not dismiss you. I dismiss you. The bell doesn't dismiss you. Giant shriveled walnut head dismisses you. But so they're at this party. Uh, we see him be little by his dad again because that's who he is a, as a character. Uh, we see the tension, will they, won't they, between two people that have no chemistry on screen, but super chemistry off screen. <laughs> and then the dad gets into the helicopter and Hector says, I'm bringing that helicopter down with my telekinesis, which I found out that I have. But instead of just breaking the plane, I'm going to shoot up a beer. A, a tap. It's a tap. Yeah. yeah. To hopefully just nail which, the Which, by tail. the way... He did. Yes, he did. Which, why, would, why would that work? But anyway, he, yeah. that's how he hits the tail of the plane. It goes into a crazy spin. and Which, by the way, he was clearly okay with not only murdering his father, but the people piloting the helicopter and every person at this party. Okay, well, and how comes to save the day and even later references like, oh, and I just saved like hundreds of people. The plane like flew through the crowd, yeah. Yeah, didn't yeah. kill anybody. The only person he really saved was Blake Lively. Yep. Yeah. And he 
stops the car or the, or the the helicopter. Yeah. Not with you know a wall or a net, but he puts it onto a race car track, which was really only a fun scene. It was not a logical scene. It wasn't all, logical no. at all. But let me tell you something. You loved it. Ate up every <laughs> second. Dude, I can't, I'm like every it's single second. seriously blowing my mind. Yeah. Hey, I don't so get it either. Weird. I can't profess to understand what's happening. <laughs> Gosh. So then, uh, so we get that scene, and then he reveals himself to Blake Lively, and then head we, gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We get another scene of Sinestro leading the Lantern Corps, and Sinestro is like, "Which I saw Parallax eat the skeletons of sixteen of our bravest warriors." And I didn't get. Tell me what happened, and then that's when he sees the broken chair, and he's like, "It used to be one of you." <laughs> is that what the pillar was? Yeah. And then all the ancients are like, "Should, no, Should we tell him? No, no." Not, yeah, okay. Here's an entire backstory <laughs> yep. that we maybe have prepared for you. And I don't understand. It felt like they couldn't choose the lane as far as is Parallax an incredible thing that we can't stop, or is he like incredibly easy to stop because one man did it before and one man could probably do it again, but we yeah. have an entire uh, army of lanterns. Well, it felt like they also couldn't decide between is he monster or evil person? Is he unstoppable, yeah. like, like if he's environmental made- force, or is he like... If he's made demon. of fear, if he's made of fear incarnate, why do missiles hurt him and explosions hurt him? Yeah, I don't do know. You, remember you know how Blake missiles Lively sets off the the, the plane? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. It I'll, just like yeah, a lot of things hurt him. Doesn't make sense. No, so yeah, let's, you're right. Well, when they blow up that truck with that like giant like railgun thing that he creates, is yeah. there anything more to talk about before we get to the final confrontation? I feel like this movie kind of just spins its wheels. Yeah, well, until we get to that final fight. Well, I can. T- I, another confusing thing for me was when Sinestro was like, "Let me send some of my best lanterns and capture him," and he takes like eight lanterns. Yeah. Then they have like 3,600, 3,600, 3,600. Yeah, to choose from. Yeah. And he just went with like a small yeah. team six. And then they all six. died except him. Yes. Yeah. He, um, he was just watching them die. Like, also, I loved when Hal was like, elders, can I please uh, fight Parallax? And they're like, no. And he's like, but can I? And they're like, <laughs> well, no. They- yeah. Because <laughs> this movie did the thing that maybe it's the worst thing that science fiction movies do, where they go, you may not understand humans, but it's our humanity that makes us good. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that is the the dumbest, weakest plot point of just like, humans are introduced to a race of aliens that don't know about humans. Don't share our values. Don't either. share our values. Presumably there are countless other races very similar to humans in this vast, vast universe. Yeah. Uh, and the human goes, the thing that's going to make me the best out of all of you is that I'm a human. Like, it's it's like... But it doesn't tell you why. If we yeah. lived, if we lived in a world like fast forward eighteen million years from now, done when humans <laughs> and aliens live on this planet together, mm-hmm. if we show them Green Lantern, they're gonna go. I can't watch that. That is racist propaganda. Yeah, <laughs> where you say humans are better than aliens only because they're human. Yeah. I hate like that well, is so dumb. That that, that type of like storyline beat to me works if it's not the human saying it. Like yeah. if somebody else, like like if uh, Tamar Ray were to say, um, you know, you know what makes Hal so good? Humans just have this innate quality where they care enough to do something stupid. See, I even hate that. I even hate that it's just like, humans have this thing no one else in the galaxy has. It's called love. And it's like, it's just so dumb to me. See, I, I don't hate that if it's not a concept the other aliens are unfamiliar with. And I, and as long as it's not the person bringing it up, like if, like if, if Hal was, which he kind of was, but if Hal yeah. was just like, 
was just like, you don't understand the way that I feel is different than you because I'm a person. Let me do it. Yeah. Then like, My I don't love Helen. that. I'm a person. Yeah. I don't love that. Yeah. But if it, you know, if it's somebody else saying like, like this is what makes Hal so good at what he does. And it's because he, he looks in, at and sees things different than the rest of us do. Yeah. And yeah. it's because of his humanity that he's able to look at it with that perspective. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, and so they, they let him, they let him go fight. Uh, and try and save the world even though they're like you're gonna die and he's like well at least I'll die trying he goes down and I don't know how long this fight scene is but it's it, not long it felt like the first fight scene of a movie the one where you're like oh I'm coming back later yeah that's yeah. what it felt like it because felt like it was when so Doc robs a bank and yeah. it's just like yeah robs a bank oh no okay it was a short fight scene now we know what the hero's really up against yeah so. it, was, it, it was just over and I was like that's that was the end yeah. like, that was the climax it was chase me chase me chase me uh, go through a little uh what is asteroid that called? Yeah, belt. asteroid field. Which asteroid belts are not even remotely close to that dense. There's like hundreds of miles between. There's asteroids. also not one between us and the sun. No, it would be like <laughs> like him. If we applied the same logic to asteroid belts, or if 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 we use that logic in other forms of travel in movies, it would be like like piloting a boat. Like driving a boat and like having to swerve to not hit islands. Like it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. <laughs> that's a, that's a good, pretty cool point. Um, so then he chases him and gets him towards the sun, which he remembers Kilowog telling him yeah. earlier that the bigger, the bigger they are, the more gravity they have. And the faster they sink. The bigger, bigger they are, the more they burn have, have some respect for the dead guys i know for and uh, R- R- okay genuine moment r.i.p so hard yeah he was so good yeah. and then uh i'm forgetting his name uh, parallax big fart in the sky galactus uh, yes uh the what is uh, up with yeah what is up with these giant space world-eating entities <laughs> in movies just being a gaseous evil cloud actually Parallax, the mm. way that he looks, and just the way that he is, and honestly, kind of the fact that he's in this movie, my super dorm. Oh, I thought you were about to give that a super pump. No, my super pump we was the so powers. Scared for you okay. Before. No, 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 no. no. Right. Parallax. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Parallax as a character is dope. Yeah. Parallax in this movie no, is my you. super dump. <laughs> no, I think you. that he distracted so much from what I wanted this movie to be, and honestly, he looked, as David has said, like a giant gassy fart in the sky, yep. and his teeth... And eyes made me very uncomfortable. It hit that uncanny valley point where I was just like, every he time looked, I looked like at him. He looked like a video game monster. Yes. It was gross to me. And to finish up this this scene in this movie, he gets dragged into the sun, he dies, and then Hal's about to go with him, and then the other lanterns come and stop him. The only ones that we know, because yeah. why yeah. would anyone else come in this yeah. movie? We don't know them. Uh, so Kilowog, Sinestro, and the uh, fish-looking guy that we love. What's his Tamar name? Ray. Tamar Ray. Tamar Ray. Uh, bring him in, and they're like, hey, Hey, good job. You're like, you did it. You did we it. were watching. You did it. <laughs> we, we weren't going to help. We weren't no, going to help. You do. We good. made some green binoculars. We've been watching you from <laughs> OA. I do, before we move on too far from this, I do just want to say, not a super pump, obviously, but just a quick pump to how cool I thought it was that he basically pod racered two fighter jets to help pull him away from the sun. Yeah. I thought that yeah, was so that was cool. cool. That was a creative but scene. Also, I was dying laughing because all I could picture was Ryan Reynolds going, It's working! <laughs> it's working! <laughs> and I almost sent you guys a picture of the screen and said, Now that's what I call Padre. <laughs> <laughs> so after that scene, though, the movie pretty much kind of ends. It, yeah. it tries to tie a bow on the relationship with him and Blake Lively. They it really ends very quickly. Share, yes. They share a kiss. 
Um, Tells him to take the mask off. He says, yeah, take the mask off. Uh, Sinestro says, like, <laughs> you were just like... Uh, purple, yeah. like purple guy. Yeah, like, like, you were just like Abansor. Reckless. Which it seems the ring found another just like him. We never knew that about Abansor. In fact, no. we kind of were told the opposite. Like yeah. you could not even stand in his shadow. Yeah. And he's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you're just like him. <laughs> yeah. It really Change is. Your mind. Again, <laughs> it, again, it really is. The movie goes out of its way to be like, guys. Look at how freaking cool Hal Jordan is. <laughs> Every human and alien in the galaxy loves him. <laughs> And uh, and then at the very end, end credit scene, I believe, or mid credit scene, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we see Sinestro who takes the green ring, which was forged to fight Parallax, the but not use the yellow ring of fear. He puts it on and goes, "Oh, oh, this feels good." <laughs> which I know I'm dumping on the scene. It was a cool scene, but in what? way did we ever have a nod that he was going to go evil or that he wanted to use fear well, he's, the also, one, he's the one he did tell the council we have to forge to a that. yellow ring i get that but then he just saw that one one ring with the power of will defeated parallax who was the essence of fear why would yeah, he be yeah. like but maybe maybe it will work maybe if I, I can do it. do it i'm not saying that they did a good job of doing this what i am saying is i think they were hoping that the audience would be like it's because he wants to harness fear Again, yeah. I don't think they did There's a good no job There's no reason for him out. to want to do that. And I'm also going to dump on this scene, even though I like it and I like Mark Strong. When he takes the green ring off to put the yellow ring on, his suit stays on. Yep. I hated that. Yep. I wanted him to take the ring off and the suit to fade and then him to put it on and the yellow suit fade in. But they never addressed that anyone, any other lantern had a reason to wear regular clothes. It was like they're but always why, lanterns. But... What I'm saying is the power comes from the ring and he wasn't wearing the ring, so why was the suit there? It was a very... It was like a Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark like swap really quickly. It's like, oh, you yeah, didn't even he, see he, it. He had, he had both of them on for a second and then he, he, wouldn't, even, he wouldn't even see the change. And one on each hand. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, can we rate this movie? I think Let's it's time it. to rate this movie. Let's do it. All right. Talk us through that scientific cinema scale. So here's our scientific cinema scale that we've come up with here at Two Chunks in a Hunk, the podcast about movies and pumps and dumps. Uh, the best thing we can possibly say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that poster. poster. Uh, right underneath that, the next best thing we can say, buy it, purchase it, you know? Underneath that, rent it. Rent that movie. It's a good rental. Right underneath that, stream it. Do not pay extra for it. But if you're already paying for a streaming service and it's on there, hit that up. Right underneath that, a little something we call forget it. Mm. You'd honestly be better off if you just forgot this movie forget ever existed. It. It's going to be way better for you. And after that, the worst thing that we can possibly say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Jordan, will you give it? Um. So, despite the praise that I have for some parts of it. And honestly, I enjoyed watching it. Um, I'm going to give it a stream it. Um, I think that if it's available and it's, I mean, don't rent it, don't buy it. Don't definitely don't buy a special edition and tattoo it all over your body. But if it's on a streaming service and you want a little green lantern action, you've never seen it, go ahead and stream it. It's already there for you. So that that's my rating. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) David, forget it. Okay. I, I think you're better off forgetting that this... If, if, if someone told me, like, I love Green Lantern, I'd be like, yeah, there's a movie coming out in 2020, and that's it. Don't go back and watch this movie. 
even if you like Green Lantern, I don't think you're going to like this movie. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong for all you Lantern fans out there, but I think this is just a terrible movie. I think so much is done wrong. I don't even think there's glimmers of hope. I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting to have like at least some cool scenes of him being Green Lantern, but any cool scene he has is like 3.5 seconds long. Yeah, he's not yeah. Green Lantern. I much. can't even YouTube like, oh, that cool Green Lantern scene. What am, I, what, am I gonna, what am I going to Google? Yep. The, yeah. Can I just get a, a snapshot of the planes in the background where he harnessed himself? Like, <laughs> yeah. Because that's all that I liked. So, yeah, forget this movie. I am going to join Team David. <laughs> forget this movie. Thank unless, you. Unless your very favorite fictional character of all time is Sinestro, <laughs> there's nothing for you to like in this movie if you're a Green Lantern fan. In my opinion. Yep. And I'm right. Well said. So forget it. All right. So uh, do we have anything final to say to kind of wrap up our Green Lantern discussion? I think we should close with the <laughs> the, the theme song again. What's the, the, the Grant Turn Oath. The Grant Turn Oath. The Grant Turn Oath. Yeah. In, in Brightest, Brightest Day by Darkest Night, Night when we, it's CGI. Evils. Well, and, and the suit, suit is, is green. Bright. Yep. You know that Ryan, Ryan and Blackley are there to come down the chimney Sleep in heavenly peace. Green lanterns, heavenly peace. Don't watch this movie. Yeah, but for real, closing thought. It is it just not really a thought. It's just interesting to me that for this little mini kind of series that we've done where we watch Superman Returns and Green Lantern, mm-hmm. my reception and response to these movies is 100% inverted from what I thought it would be. Like, I really expected to go... I, going into this, I was like, man, I'm going to hate Superman Returns, but then it'll be cool to watch Green Lantern. And, like, I love Superman Returns yeah. and Green Lantern. I found myself at some points during this movie being like, man... I would kill for some like man of steel right now. <laughs> man, I'd love Suicide Squad right now. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, I was no, I was, I was being I was being dope because he gave my favorite movie, which is ridiculous. That is my favorite movie <laughs> of all time. It's tattooed of all on your time. Own body. Yeah. Um to, for for me to kind of wrap up Green Lantern discussion, all I want to say is um it's it ended up not being as bad as I thought it was. Um I I enjoyed it. For you. It yeah, no, it's not good. It's definitely not good, yeah. but I liked it. Uh, for me, I, I felt like I learned a lot about Jordan Wonders and how he watches movies and that he's ridiculous in his uh, <laughs> ability to rate movies. He only liked it because his name is Jordan and the main <sighs> character's name in this is Hal Jordan and mm. everybody spent the whole movie going, Hal Jordan, you're so great and cool and hot. <laughs> and I was pretending they were saying Pal Jordan, like my Pal Jordan. So every time I was like Pal Jordan, I was like, what's up? <laughs> no, but uh, we do have a couple of closing things. Yeah. So uh, shout out. We want to we want to thank a couple of people for giving us shout outs on social media by hashtagging official chunky. So uh, those people are Colton Kingston, boom, Brennan Taylor, Do. Stephen Baker, Bam. Adam Stout, Shoom. Eric Rodriguez, and uh, what's this last one say? David Blazar. David. Bl- oh no no no! That's our very own David Blazar. <laughs> so so stoked David. to be on the podcast this week. <laughs> You finally made it on our show. Ah, man. I'm so excited. <laughs> Green Lantern was dope. <laughs> but if you hashtagged Official Chunky and if you shared our podcast in any way, thank you so much. Uh, if you've been watching or listening and keeping up all this time, seriously, thank you. Yeah, that means the world to us. Mm-hmm. So, as you may or may not know, this 
which is totally Tuesday the day this releases, and not a time before that when we're recording. Mm. This Friday, what? Justice League comes Justice out. Justice League. We've made this joke every single yeah, episode. We can't, we can't keep coming back to that. <laughs> Justice League comes out. We're going to be watching. We are. On We're going to be reviewing. We are. We're going to be podcasting. We are. We're going to be talking. That's true. We're going to be chunking. Uh-huh. You're going to be downloading. Uh-huh. You're going to be watching or listening. Watch or listen. We're going to be having a good time. Because we're having a good time. Having a good time. So that, yeah. And then we got some fun stuff planned for Christmas. Oh, yeah, we do. You ain't ready for Christmas. No, you're not ready. No, you're not. <laughs> I don't think I'm ready, ready, ready for Christmas. Christmas. Uh, um, we've got some really exciting things for Christmas, some uh, Christmas-themed mini-episodes. So make sure you stay tuned in right here to Two Chunks and a Hunk to celebrate the Christmas season with us. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. I'm Doge. I'm David. Stop listening. It's over. Turn it off. Go home. Hey, the show just ended, so if you're still listening, thanks so much. But also, why are you still here? (laughs) It's over. Go home. But while we have you here, if you want a shout out on our next episode, then post about us on social media. Hashtag official chunky. That's C-H-U-N-K-Y. And with this knowledge, you You too can can fly. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.